Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Wherever you are, this is England is Burning for September the 21st, 2021. This is your Manchester City Women weekly feature episode. And since we have an international break and there's no WSL games to review this past weekend, uh, we decided to do, uh, I get mountains of questions, Q&A into my DMs uh, all the time. People DM me all sorts of stuff. Some are silly questions and some are really serious ones and so forth. So I started to parse out the themes and parse them out for everybody and so what we're, what we're doing today with the as well we are doing with all the other shows this week is to do q a with uh, our our contributors uh for each of the teams with the questions that uh were being posed to them in regards to stuff that's going on with their team and so today we have kate with the manchester city women's official supporters club um you know live with us from canada so that makes it really fun and interesting. We got it, someone in the Eastern time zone of, <laughs> of North America on the show uh, and so forth. Kate, welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we don't have any international matches anyways, so I've got lots of time time on my hands. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but I see you guys still got the Canada top on, just have, having to rep Canada that's perfect. That's great. Um, and so forth. So, um, so we're going to do a Q and a, uh, and I'm going to post the questions to you, Kate, and then let you have your say. And I may jump in with a follow-up or may answer the kind of question myself. So you ready to roll? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Um, so the very first question, the biggest question on everyone's mind, this is, this is the theme of the very first of most people uh, just looking at Manchester City's start to the season. It's just been really rough. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of issues, a lot of problems and so forth. So the big question really, or one of the big questions to start off with is what has been worse? Gareth Taylor's managing of the club the first month of the season or the laundry list of injuries that seems to get longer every game, every game, every day. What's what's been worse in regards to the start for Manchester City? I'd have to say the injuries, hands down. Like <laughs> management, you can change, you can you can change managers pretty quickly, but you can't get your players back and you can't recover them. Like it just seems every week we're adding another player onto that list, and if things keep going the way they're going we're not going to have anybody left like midway through the season so I personally would much rather have our players back and despite how frustrating it is seeing them sit on the bench I'd rather them be on a bench rather than in the stands watching yeah and and the thing that was it was it, it seemed to me Kate that it was sort of set up that kind of a little bit dodgy to start with because I mean you still had you had uh, Chloe Kelly was a very major contributor. I mean, I mean Chloe is what who I think is one of the best players on the team, if not the best player on the team from an offensive standpoint. You had her already out, still recovering from her injury. You had Lucy Bronze recovering from a much needed surgery. You know, key backline player um, in terms of her, her athleticism as well as her leadership on the pitch. Um, and you had those two key people, and then Ellen White kind of having some issues here and there. But those were two big injuries to start the season with. Uh, and, yeah. and then as the season started, more started piling on. So, in regards to the more that was piled on as far as the additional injuries that the squad has picked up, Kate, what do you think has hurt the worst or hurt the most in terms of, pardon the pun, uh, in terms of the injury bug? Uh, our defenders, our defensive line is just falling yeah. apart. Like uh, it's one thing, like we have, if you look at our forwards right now, like we still have Becky and White and Hemp and Shaw. Like we have mm -hmm. a good a forward line and not nothing against our defenders, but like, we're running out of people to put back there. <laughs> like we're like Lucy bronze gets, we knew that was coming. We knew surgery was, was going to happen for her. So, you know, we prepared ourselves Esme Morgan has been phenomenal. She stepped up last year. She stepped up, she stepped up again for us this year. So to see like Lucy's replacement go out, like the way Esme went out, um, that was really, really rough. And then we've had to slot uh, Stanway back there who doesn't usually play as a right back. Unless, you know, Phil Neville's coaching the team for the Lionesses sometimes. Um, she's, been, she's, been, she's been tossed in the wrong positions before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
That's for true. City, city and for country. Um, mm-hmm. So now she has to go back there. Uh, but yeah, like our defensive line has just been. And then now today, Alex Greenwood apparently she scores two goals, and then she goes. At, she has to be taken off. I didn't see how bad it was. So mm-hmm. it was like just kind of like precautionary, like it was just like a knock or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can have her back for the game. But like if she goes out, like we we've got Slim Pickens at the back line, even bringing in like Alana Kennedy, who is not my top center back to bring back there, especially against Arsenal. Um, we're still looking at not a great defensive line at the moment. So that's like my biggest concern for for injuries, I think, is our defensive line. So then let me skip then to a question that I kind of had at the, you know, kind of at the end, because it sort of now makes sense to now put it up in front. Then then who is going to then who do you think is going to step up for City on the defensive line if you have multiple starters injured. I mean, you talked about, you know, stick and stand way back there. That's not her best position. Um, Kennedy, that's, you know, that probably not your best choice there either, as you mentioned. I mean, who's, who's, who has to step up? Demi Stokes, I think needs to kind of take it to the next mm-hmm. level. She, she's has the experience, you know, she, she's, yeah, she's someone in the back line that's going to have to start start dropping name. I personally, I think I'd also like to see Ruby Mace get some minutes. I mean, especially mm-hmm. against Arsenal, that would be a great great, great time to, to throw her in there. Um, so I would like to see, you know, we brought her in and we're running, mm-hmm. like, you know, she's a great option to have, I think. We haven't really seen too much of her. Like, we haven't seen any of her. So I think I, it would be good to see her in this upcoming game. Um, other than that, like... I'm just trying to think, like, who else we have? Like, we keep just losing player after player after player until, who knows, like, you might have to, like, throw, like, Janine Becky might have to go back there um, at some point because she played right back for a while, and she actually did really well at that. So there's going to be a lot of mixing and moving around. But uh, I would like to see Demi Stokes mm-hmm. um, have a really good match in this arsenal. Yeah, that – She's really, I mean, unfortunately or fortunately, um, I mean, Demi Stokes had came back from injury last season uh, and really, um, and unfortunately she got thrown in against Barcelona, uh, you know, coming back off her injury. And so she really struggled, um, you know, against the very pacey wings that, you know, uh, that Barcelona threw out there, but pretty much everybody gets burned yeah. by the yeah. wings of like, Barcelona. So that's no, that's so no, like, not, you can't like the speed that the Barca has sometimes. Yeah. It's just like ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, you saw what happened with, you know, you saw what happened in the final with that, with the wings and, and, uh, wing backs there. So, um, so it, so it was, it's, um, but, yeah, I mean, Ruby Mace comes in with a lot of kudos and a lot of fanfare and a lot of excitement and so forth. And at 18 years and roughly 16 days old, she may end up being in the starting lineup against probably the best team, um, you know, arguably the best team in the league, um, you know, at least at this point. Um, so it's, that's, I mean, opportunities come knocking is what they say. You know, it's like next Next person up, next woman up, next to it player up. Yeah. Here's your opportunity. That's why they are brought in is to have these type of opportunities now. Maybe not be what they expected now, but but yeah, uh, Demi Demi Stokes definitely has a major role now because she's going to have to be a solid player and then really solidify things because she's going to have newbies and people are not are playing out of position. Um, but I mean even. You know, to, so she's really going to have to hold it down, basically, in my opinion. Um, you know, uh, now Georgia Stanway does, you know, as we mentioned her, she that's not her best position is defense, but she can do it. Uh, Angela also can play defense as well. That's not her best position. Vicky Lasada can also play in defense, not her best position either, but yeah. that's not what her role is. But you've got, you know, there's a little bit of wiggle, but it's people playing out of position. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not their natural position. And so they're, they're not going to be used to it. 
and like Philippa Angledahl, which I saw some of her today, her highlights for Sweden today, and she's scoring. So if we cannot have her back there and have her in midfield and like getting us some goals, that would be obviously more of an ideal position to have her up there. So am I right, Kate, that most of these injuries have occurred playing uh, actually in games? Yeah, uh, in games and training. Uh, a lot of them seem to have come from like the international play, to be honest. It okay. feels like a lot of players came back from the Olympics picking up knocks, which I don't know what's going on with that. Like mm-hmm. something in like their camp because not a lot of other international, like, well, there's a couple of like American players, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yep, absolutely. I don't know if it's just like it was an overload for some of them at the Olympics and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, coming back, Kira Walsh was out like, like right away. There's a couple yep. people that were out from, from the Olympics. So I think it was just like international duty and then jumping straight into things and, and people just carried like knocks over from the Olympics. I think that really didn't help. And like 90% of our team is Lionesses or team GB. Right. So they, they played like that, that hard. Mm-hmm. And they all came back carrying Knox, or a couple of them came back carrying Knox, and it's it's starting, it's affecting club play. Like it's coming back to bite us in the butt a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, we we always know. I mean, anyone who follows you know club soccer in any level, um, you know, in the first division, be it women, men, and so forth, and uh, you know, you kind of have to take. That's one of the things you end up having to swallow and deal with being a supporter of a first division club, which at a very high level, um, you know, it's great that Manchester city has so many international stars um, and so many players that play on national teams. Uh, However, you have the, you have the, the negative that comes with that. And the negative that comes with that is the, not having a long period of time of rest. Um, you know, in this case, it was the Olympics and having to travel, you know, to, you know, by plane, you know, miles, you know, all over the world, trying to, you know, from England or the States or Sweden or wherever, or Canada, um, traveling long distances to go to Japan and stay there for weeks, a few weeks um, and train and acclimate and then be in a bubble and all that kind of stuff you know, and then come right back into, in some, some clubs cases was, you know, um, qualifying rounds of, you know, in city's case also qualifying rounds of the champions league. So um, this may be, because when I see a team have so many injuries, I start thinking what's happening with their camp, you know, but this thing, I don't think you can put that on City's camp. And City's got a very top-notch medical staff. So yeah. I can't really put it on them. But then you make an excellent point. We, we had the Olympics and then straight, really just straight right in to uh, qualify, you know, training camp and or uh, qualifications for Champions League, which is high intensity. Yeah. Yeah, you exactly. Know, high intensity. Um, sure. So... Um, so yeah, um, you know, and, and the, and why I bring up camps is that the issue has been with other, other clubs has kind of cropped up where, you know, like, you know, interesting how this club seems to get so many injuries Mm -hmm. on, on the training pitch, you know, you, we had first part of last season, Arsenal was having so many injuries and there was like an internal investigation as to why they were having so many injuries. Uh, you know, they did their own investigation on that. And then you had a similar situation at Manchester United later in the season uh, where you had so many people getting injured, but some of that was actually during the game, but you had some, they were getting injured and during training. Um, so there was, you know, questions about that in terms of, you know, who's you know the type of training involved how intense is it um you know you can't really just you know have a square peg go in a square hole type of situation or a square peg in a circle hole it doesn't work you know you have to kind of um but i you know the the, one of the things i really admire about manchester city is they have a really good setup in terms of their facilities in terms of their medical staff in terms of their training methods and so forth i would expect them to you know not treat the women like the men when it comes to yeah. training <laughs> no, they, they, really, they really look after them at city so yeah like that, so that's something uh, that i was never really concerned about like injury wise 
So let's get to the next heart of the matter. And the next heart of the matter is is, is our poor friend, Mr. Gareth Taylor. Um, I'm almost beginning, honestly, given the vitriol that's out there, I'm almost feeling bad for him because I'm not sure that it's all his fault. <laughs> but are you are you in the hashtag Gareth in or the hashtag Gareth out crowd? Um, I'm I'm Gareth out. I am. Uh, but like, I'd like to wait to the end of the season. I think now, like right away when we're starting to lose, I'm like, nope, he's out. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> this, but the, I would like to see him out at the end of the season. If things don't turn around, I really would, because I think that, that he'll have had enough time to kind of get to know the players, kind of get to know the setup, how, how to play them, how to not. And so, yeah, if, if things, don't turn out well for us this season. Like we keep losing, um, getting knocked out of like trophies, like winning trophies and, and possibly come in third uh, next, like behind Arsenal or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time to have that conversation because he's been around, he'll have been around for a couple seasons, which is more than enough time personally, I think. Um, Because if you look like to compare um, Kim, the soccer kind of with it, we had Kenneth Hein Muller as our coach for two years. We did terrible in the Olympics, or not the Olympics, sorry. We did great at the Olympics. We did we did terrible at the World Cup in twenty nineteen. We went out we went out very early under his lead and the next like little bit that he had us, it just felt sluggish, like the team like playing games. We lost like three 0 to the States in a friendly and it just didn't look like anything was really coming out of that. Uh, and then we replaced him with Bev Priestman and she came in and within like, this is, yeah, within like less than a year, she's got us on top of the podium at the Olympics and she's, she's just completely changed the team, like within like less than a year. So I think, yeah, like you can keep kind of making uh, like reasons for like, oh, well, like all our players are injured and stuff like that. But at some point you got to, you know, demand a little bit more. You're in this high performing environment right um you've got to be able to manage that and you've got to be able to get the best out of your players and if you're not doing that sticking around for an extra year sticking around for an extra two or three years is not it's just it's doing a disservice to the players i think that and you know i'm not because i i don't have any skin in the game i'm not in or out with him just yet but what i will say though is i mean it sounds like from what you're saying, Kate, though, it does sound like you're, you're Gareth in right now at the moment, because you don't want to see him disappear like today. You know, you want to see him finish out the season, but as it stands right now, if the season ended today, he's out, Yeah, Uh, you know, but you know, because, but you want to, but you're giving, it sounds like you're giving him a little bit of hope that maybe if he somehow magically turns this thing around, um, you know, maybe it could work out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was pretty pretty hard on him, I think, after the first couple of matches. But now that I've had time to sit on it, I'm still not happy. I'm still very mm-hmm. frustrated. And I still don't think he's right for the club. But I'm willing to give it a couple of matches because sometimes I'm, I'm very quick to... Mm-hmm. Well, you're a fan. I mean, that's what, what I expect. Yeah, no, your emotions are going after matches, right? Yeah, exactly, right. Uh, we'll see how this match against Arsenal goes and we'll see how like other things go. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned something I think was really important and I really have had my head stuck on this for the since last week when we spoke about Gareth last week and the idea that, you know, um, you mentioned that, you know, he just doesn't seem to take responsibility. You know, there's no, as you said, there's no I in any of his statements. It's all about, we and they, right? Um, and you really took you really take that to heart. You're like, wait a minute, he's not taking responsibility for what's going on. Yeah. Then he actually came out with a statement. He's even angry. They were talking to him on um. I think your internet is giving uh, out. Or I, like, it's he's, a, he's, 
Yeah, uh, we've got a bit of a storm coming, so I'm not sure how. Oh, much gotcha. Water. Oh, okay. I might cut out here. It looks like it looks like it's it's kind of bad weather here. So I'm hoping it's oh, six no. on, but uh, we'll see. No, I guess. Okay. Um, but I uh, know he gave a statement, and at the end of it, he was all all about like I've always taken like responsibility for what's going on. And I'm like, no, this is the first time I've actually heard you say that. So right, it's just right. Same thing, stuff like that just doesn't help his cause. Yeah, in my opinion. And what are your other issues with him in terms of his, you know, is it his tactics, is his, his starting lineup, his substitutions, I mean, game management, personnel, I mean, what do you, what are your other concerns? Yeah, it's just the substitutions. I think, I don't think he's using them really properly. Like, he hasn't been able to, like, put in, like, a game by a goal or something like that. He hasn't figured out kind of like what lines are working together and stuff like that. And that's comes from like swapping players in and out, right? Like bringing in Razzle and Shaw, like Shaw is going to be, she's great. She's a phenomenal player. It's just trying to get the best out of his players right now. And I know we're only a couple games in, but, and you still have time to tinker with that. But at one point, at some point, like when you're coming up against Arsenal, Chelsea, you need to have, somewhat of something nailed down as to who's going to play best against this team. And it just doesn't seem like he's getting that right at the moment. Mm -hmm. And, and that's where my concern with him is, is that I think because of his inexperience, um, I don't think that my concern is that will he be able to make the tactical changes that will be necessary with the type of squad that's there, given all of the injuries and where those players' strengths are now and the lineup that he's going to have to throw out there, whether or not he wants to throw them out there or not because of the injury issue, um, does he have the te technical savvy and know-how to be able to tweak things to you know, shore up some issues there, you know, are, are they going to have to, is, is he going to have to change the somewhat how the possession based strategy works? Are they going to have to be more forward or less forward or less patient or more is um, instead of having, you know, two midfielders on the attack, do they have, does he have to pull one of them back? in order to yeah. to you know sure. um yeah. you know so are you going to play two defensive midfielders or one um you know and then who is that going to be um so and i have a feeling that i i have a feeling he's going to go with the same tactics with the same with whoever he has and yeah. that's where i feel like i'm really worried that it's going to fall flat yeah no especially yeah, she gets a team like Arsenal, right? Like, it's one thing if we had our our full squad uh, in the lineup and he could put out the players he wanted to to play up against them. It's like, at this point, you don't have that and you have to readjust. You have to think about matchups. Who's going to face off best against... Who's going to be able to stop Meade about Who's going to be able to, to keep up with Meade on the wing, right? Like, you've got to readjust and go back to things. And I just... I get that you don't have the personnel that you want for this matchup, ideally, but like you've got to manage that, right? You've got to got to find a way of, of doing that. Yeah, and you know it, it's because I mean he's he's going to probably want to want to do a four three three formation as he's done the entire time he's been, and I'm not saying that's a horrible thing, but what I am saying also is is that who are you know, who those four, three, three are, because again, you know, you know, traditionally, you know, city will probably want to, you know, if everything was working correctly, then you got, you know, two essential Mazalas, you know, sitting in the midfield yeah. and not necessarily needing to have that. And they push up because you want to out, you want to have a sort of outnumber people near the box or in the box. Right. So you, then you push your, your midfielders up into a more of an attacking position in sort of a Mazala kind of situation. But in this with Arsenal, do you really want to do that? Do you yeah. really want because before when you had that solid back line there in the back where you had Houghton and, and bronze and 
you know, Demi Stokes and whoever, SMA and whoever they had, Greenwood, all of those folks back there, like you can be like, okay, fine. They're going to be okay. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but right now I don't think they're going to be okay. So someone, someone's going to have to be, I mean, I'll compare it to the city men's side. Someone's got to play in that Fernandino role. Someone's going to have to play in that defensive midfielder kind of yeah. role and be an anchor back there. Um, and I'm not sure who that's going to be. I think I Do you? No. No, I don't know who that's going to be, but somebody has to step up and interrupt up the defensive line like that. That's the only way we're going to survive against Arsenal and facing off against Miedema. But, like, I keep bringing this back to Canada, but I can also – but it's just such a good mm-hmm. comparison. We played the it She is. Believes Cup. We lost 1-0 to the States. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I, I went on a podcast, and they're like, how do you feel about – because it was Bev's first game. Like, how do you feel about Bev Priest? You lost to the States 1-0. I'm like, we lost 1-0? That is the best I've seen this Canada team play in like right. two years. Like watching that game, and we were missing uh, Lawrence, we were missing Buchanan, we were missing Heidema, we like all we, missing all our players, like top players in the French league. We were missing that. So Bev was working with what players had. She figured out who to call up. She figured out players that hadn't been called up before um, that had been overlooked by our previous manager. She put them in, and it. And she tried new things. She tried new players, and then she's just putting them all together. So, I mean, that's we're having issues with a lot of missing players at Man City. But like you have mm-hmm. players that you can put in those positions that'll do well. You just have to. You have to figure it out. Yeah, and I, I think the 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 Canada example is a is an excellent example. I watched that game, and I expected nothing from Canada in that match. They they had so many people that were not there, and I was like, this is not their typical starting lineup. But but the manager put that team together absolutely, totally, brilliantly. And even though it was a one nil, I was expecting it to be just a rollover because it's just this is not the typical Canada starting lineup and setup, but you know, but for a manager and that's part of the manager's job is to, is like, okay, let me see who I got. Let me put them in the right positions to be successful and let's let it roll. And that takes, that takes both, you know, knowledge, tactical acumen, personnel management skills, and, you know, um, and some creativity, and some psychology at the same time. Um, And, you know, that's why, you know, that's why she won the gold medal because, you know, as the manager of the Canadian team is he's putting the team together and having the right strategy and, and just nuancing it, you know, all the way through when I, you know, and I'll be bluntly honest and say this Canada's women's team is not person per person, not the best in the world. However, you put, you know, you know, on paper, I don't think they're the best in the world, but you put them on the field, you have, you know, you have the way they were set up tactically, you have the way they played, the energy that they had, the personnel management that was taking place. Um, it was a beautiful job. I mean, it, I mean, all credit there. Now you have Manchester City, we have someone who doesn't seem to show much responsibility, creativity, or personnel management skills are really somewhat weaker, um, you know, in some cases by a long shot. So I worry like, ooh, like this is going to be a challenge for him. And that's why I'm, you know, like I, on one hand, I feel sorry for him. I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's now in a position where he's in a no win situation, yeah. <laughs> you know, potentially, because if he doesn't pull, you know, he's going to be damned if he does damned if he doesn't. Why? Because, you know, Regardless of how these injury issue comes out, if he if the team doesn't perform, regardless of who's out there, who is going to end up with walking papers at the yeah, end of the season? Exactly. He will. Um, yeah. I hope he does have the creativity and the um, and the personnel management skills to know which player should fit in right spot, even though it may not be their best place. Uh, I hope he does. That's this is his challenge coming up. It yeah. really is. Um, so I'm going to skip the next qu- the next question about the officiating because officiating has been just horrible, um, and we can go all night <laughs> on the officiating. Know, it's bad. It's just it's just horrible. Let's see, we may not even need to answer that question. We just know it's horrible. Uh, so I want to go talk about Bunny Shaw though because you mentioned that she's excellent and she's great um, and so forth. I and I really I'll be honest with you. Just a hand to you know what whoever. Uh, 
you know, it's like I wasn't quite quite aware of how good Bunny Shaw is or was when she was playing in the French League. I was like, oh, well, she seems like a pretty good player. I mean, she's really good. I've seen her in some of the, you know, the CONCACAF competitions, um, you know, against the against the U.S. team. And I was like, oh, OK. Um, but um, do you feel like my, my biggest concern and some of the subscribers processes is do you think that she can fit in as a number nine kind of role at Manchester City? I do. I think she'll be good. Like, I think her and Razzle actually were really linking up well before Haley mm-hmm. could get knock. Um, like, seeing the two of them kind of connecting uh, during the Everton match was a lot of fun to watch. Um, so, I think she'll be really good for us in that position. And it's like, I love Ellen White. Like, she's the whole reason I kind of got into watching Manchester City. Like, I really, really like watching England play. She just got another two goals today for her country. Mm-hmm. Like, phenomenal talent for her country. Club level, she's been good. Like, mm-hmm. she, oh, there's yeah. been misses. There's been some misses. Uh, so, it would be nice to see if she... It would be nice if she was a little more clinical for us in front of the net. Um, but, yeah, like, Bunny... I think Bunny will be, be that, that person who could be clinical. She just needs, I think, a little more time to adjust to this league coming over from the French league um, and then finding the people she can link up to get on the end of crosses from, from whether it's Becky or hemp going down the sides. She just, she's positioning. I thought her positioning uh, has been really well. She, she, she's just great. She's just a brilliant player uh, for goal too. You could see, you could see it. She like, um, Rasso kind of pulled everybody to like this one side of the field. Bunny saw what was going on, got herself in front of the net, put the ball in. So like she she very clever on the field. So it's just a matter of I think a couple more games, kind of figuring out who she can feed off of best and and getting that working together. But I'm looking forward to seeing more of her for sure. And hopefully there'll be you know um, hopefully the players will be able on the wings to be able to get her the ball because I mean, she's not, she's not, I don't, she doesn't seem like she's going to be the player that really necessarily fits into kind of like that sort of false nine role. I think she just, she seems to fit in more as a traditional nine as just your traditional striker. You know, I don't see her though. She, they may ask of her to do this, which is where I had some question about how she was going to fit in. They may ask her to be more of a, you know, a deep lying forward, you know, in for a slight false nine kind of role, but she really just has always seemed to be a traditional nine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, so. Yeah, I think it's just, she's, she'll have a, yeah, that, that'll mostly be her role. Um, but I think, like I said, I think she can do really, really well in that role because we've done really well playing like that before. Uh, mm-hmm. You just get that ball. You just get that ball into the penalty area, and then she'll be there, just like White, just kind of like poachers, right? Like just mm-hmm. know where to be, like know, you know, get themselves yeah in front at the right time. So, I, I it's it's funny, like it's still it's still very early in the season, right? So I feel like we've barely seen anything of her still. But yeah. Hopefully, we'll get more as the games kind of go along. Yeah, I mean, her skill set, though, is, you know, is really good, though. The skills that she has and, you know, is really strong. I mean, she would be, um, you know, the, depending on the system that she plays in, she'd be an excellent number nine for a number of WSL sides. Um, you know, so she was, an, I think, an excellent pickup. And I really hope that she does very well, um, you know, in a system that, that she's go- entering into, um, it does take it does take a while to yeah. fit into that system because a lot of it is a lot of passing and timing and 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 things like that and positioning you know because it's a lot of position play. Well, last year you kind of saw that too with Greenwood and, and Braun mm-hmm. back back in from the French leagues, right? Like in the French league, right? Mm-hmm. They're good good players, but you could tell that it took them. Mm-hmm. It's different styles, so it took them a little bit of adjusting, working back into, even though they did been here before it took it took a bit for them to kind of get going again in this league so 
Um, yeah, like the same thing can happen with Bunny. She just needs a little bit of time. And, and when she gets going, just watch out. So is it the worst? I mean, this is, this is not on the script, so we're going off script here. But is this the worst time to play Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But it, I, this, it's not a great time to play anybody right now. <laughs> if we can have another race, that'd be great. Like this international yeah. break, it's like this is this is. You're like, oh, international break. Oh no, wait, all our players are gone anyways because they're playing for England. So it's like, well, that doesn't really give our players much of a rest anyways. So it's like it doesn't. Well, and and right. this is the thing, though. I mean, but aren't these? But aren't these world? Are these? Are these friendlies or World Cup qualifiers? Um. They are qualifiers, I believe. Yeah. So there, so there is something. There is skin in the game, as they say, on those matches. But, but they're being run out there in these sort of ten nothing blowout yeah, double digit. They, they don't need to be playing some of the players, right? And so that's the so that's where you have the risk of further injury. It's like I was thinking when I heard when I saw Alex Greenwood got injured and got taken off. I noticed that she had already scored two goals. I was like, why is she still there? Yeah. Yeah. Why is she still on the pitch when they're can when they're we, can we think up about a million? Their club futures, please, please. Like it's not like it's not like this is a World Cup qualifying match and you're playing. Uh, I don't know, like a, like a higher ranked team, right? It's like I mean, they're playing. I mean, you know, they're not playing Spain. They're not no, playing France or Sweden. They're not playing. Um, you know, they're not playing even a, a lower tier, you know, squad. You know, in you know international. You know, they're playing like team that has absolutely no chance um, at all of potentially qualifying. You could have rolled out there with the U 23 side um, and, you know, and still won the game and gotten three points and gone. uh, Now I understand having a new manager in place on the, on the lineups. You know, that's a big point there where it's like, well, she's going to have to have an opportunity to see, you know, apply her system with the starting lineup because it's going to, you know, you don't have all that money opportunities, you know, with international breaks to, to, you know, plug and plug people in. I, you know, I get that, but you know, when this is the this is the salt and sugar of being a club fan at a, a club like City or a club like Chelsea or or um, you know United or Arsenal, where it's like you have international players all over the place, and then they go away, and you kind of hope that you know, please take care of them, wrap them in bubble wrap, do something, um, you know, so they come back in one piece and they're okay. Yeah, I think she uh, got injured in the Scotland game. So, and I'm like that, if she's, mm-hmm. I don't know what her injury is right now, like I haven't checked on it yet. I'm going to check on that after. But if she's out, like that's a huge loss. Like Chelsea is going to be fine, but like Cuthbert is, she's, She's such a fun player to watch. Yeah, I got I got to check on that too. And oh. I'm talking to I'm talking to Rob Prattley tomorrow tomorrow. Um, so he's probably gonna get give me an update there. But yeah, that's a big one because um, you know I think I think Rob and I were talking about her last last week and how important you know she is to the squad uh, there. Yes, I agree. Chelsea will be fine, um, but you know it's like you you know, those those those, little, those things yeah. add up. The, the, you know, losing, you know, um, you know, they haven't gotten me all the back yet, you know, and, and, you know, you have its little issues here and there. So when they're playing with a three, you know, three, four, three, and, you know, because they're kind of a little bit, a little bit good dodgy in the back, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. um, and Aaron and given her position, you know, it was a key, very key role, uh, there for her, but, so we'll talk a little more about Rob with Rob about that tomorrow, maybe, um, and so forth. So international uh, just makes all of us nervous, right? Like it's just, yeah, it's, ner- <laughs> it's completely nerve wracking. I'm sure that I mean, I'm sure the Arsenal fan. I mean, I mean, Josh wasn't seem really nervous about his team, but yeah, you put on Moy, right? And it's just like, please just don't pick up any more knocks. Nobody pick up an injury, right? Just make but she's the type of player that's going to go out and get a knock. Yeah, like you're just like, please just. Let one game, let's make it through one more game, right? Like, right. Steph didn't even get to play any games because she already took an injury, and it's just like, oh, why? Right. right, why? Why? Why is this necessary? Right? But- so if City were to, I mean, if City were to lose to Arsenal over the weekend, 
is it still is it panic stations time is it you know ring the bell the alarms i mean or or is it like let's look at this in context of the let's see who they actually put out there on the pitch to see if there really was a was a one-to-one apples and oranges situation i don't think it's panic panic time yet like arsenal's rolling Mm -hmm. right now they look really good um so i don't think we can judge based on this game maybe like the game after if we like heaven forbid we lose another one then that's when i start getting really really like nervous and that's more panicky but like, yeah, we're we're gonna be down. It's gonna be a hard game. It's always a hard game against Arsenal. It's gonna be even mm-hmm. harder on Sunday. So, whatever happens, like, I'm not gonna be too concerned about it, knowing that half our more than half of our squad is out injured. Um, so, yeah, if we can start getting players back, maybe after the Arsenal game, even if it's just like Caroline Weir, like just mm-hmm. a couple people shore up some things, I think we could we could get back on track again. Um, but yeah, like, I don't think, I don't think this Arsenal game is going to be anything to like super panic over regardless of the outcome. I think really um, for me, I expect city to lose. However, um, I'm more curious about how they lose. If they lose, I'm more curious about how they play. Because there's one thing of putting in, you know, what kind of energy are they going to have? What kind of tenacity are they going to have? Are they going to play to the best of their ability? If they go out, whoever the 11 is out there, and they go out and they play to the best of their ability and beat, get beat 2-0 or 3-1 or whatever, then I think there is no reason to panic there. Yeah. If they go in and play poorly – and it has yeah. nothing to do necessarily with the personnel. Yeah. You know, you know, they they look tactically inept and all over the place and then lose, then I think then then I would say that's a panic moment because it's that's basically saying it doesn't matter who's on the pitch. It's yeah. going to be a wreck anyways. And yep. that's on the manager. So that's really going to be it's not necessarily make or break because you can't make this game make or break right now. Um, it may be, you know, it. Arsenal fans are loving this because the reason why is very clear. A win against City matches with their win against Chelsea. They've got six points from Chelsea and Manchester City to start the season. Uh, yep. And if they get through this part of the season without any significant injuries, then they're in a pole position. And that's exactly what they want. New manager bounce, new blood in place, young, da 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 da, and a lot of energy. Yep. They are loving it in it, and a win will just seal it. But the, it's an also, match is important. That's a dangerous spot to be in too, because if you allow yourself to get that confident, we've seen this happen before in in, in seasons mm-hmm. too. It's all of a sudden you're like, oh, you get a win against the top three team, you roll into your next game again. Against a middle team table, like a Reading or something like that, and all yeah. of a sudden they beat you like three or four, like three yes. or four, one, three or four, two, and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I should have been, I should have expected this, right, or, right, right? Yeah, well, like everyone expected us to, no offense, but everyone expected us to beat Spurs, and look what happened there, right? Right. So, right. Yeah. Anyway. Don't mess. Don't mess with. Don't you know? Don't mess with Spurs. Um. But you know. But remember, folks. Remember what I told y'all about. Everton and Leicester, they're waiting. They're waiting for their opportunity when they when they get it all clicking. And I know they haven't, and they look terrible. Both of those teams look terrible. I mean, Willie Kirk, poor dude, he's he's in worse shape than Gareth is right now. But um, but uh, if they get those if they get those two things clicking, they're going to knock off somebody, and they're not gonna they're gonna knock off more than one. So you don't want to be that team that goes against Everton or Leicester when they finally turn, hit the button, right. <laughs> and everything is churning correctly. Then, and you've just, you think, Oh my gosh, Everton bottom of the table. Okay. Let's roll. Um, we'll hold up. They just, cl- they, they, 
when it clicks in. And it's the same thing that happened with City last year. City struggled the first part of last season. And because, you know, new manager, things weren't clicking right, you know, learning the players, all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, it's new system in place, you know, for, it was very different from the system that was in from the year before. You know, um, it took a while. But when it clicked, it, it, it really well. clicked. And they went on a roll. Um, and the, you know, certainly the same thing could happen, but, but I think it goes really back to what I was saying before, how they play is going to be really key in my mind, not really the result, the result to me, you know, it'd be great to win. Obviously if they draw great, they lose. Okay. You know, it's not going to be, but I want to see how they play, how they, how they, how they come out. Um, yeah. you know, is it, there going to be any sort of tactical nuance here? Um, or is it going to be, all right, we're just going to go with the same plan and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so like I said, um, like, we have the, we have, we still have lots of talent on that squad to put up a good fight against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, if we can get, uh, Philippa scored for Sweden today. So uh, White scored two for England. If Alex Greenwood is okay to play, she scored two. Like so, yep. we've got players on that pitch that could st- that we still have the talent to. to everyone thinks they're well, Arsenal's going to roll over us, and I've you know I've cracked a couple of memes and, and made some jokes too about being a little nervous. But I don't think it's going to be. I don't. I think the team will put a put on a good performance. I do. I think. Mm-hmm. I think they'll won't just like be like oh poor us like all our players are injured i think they're gonna go out there i think they're gonna fight and yeah like you said if they lose they lose as long as they put up they go out there on that pitch and they they just do what they can um then yeah like it'll be it's a game that we'll all be proud of yeah, I had. I don't think Arsenal is just going to simply roll them. I, I just, I don't see that happening. I, I, there's just too much. Even you know, there's just too much talent still left out there, and even the the talent that the, the talent that's going to have to go out there is still strong. I mean, um, you know, uh, I just, um, I hope that they can you know pull together as a team, and you know, again, it's the fight. You know, uh, you just go out there and do the best and play the game that you're going to play and, you know, let it ride. Um, you know, I but I just don't think it's just there's too much talent on the city side. There really isn't. And, and it's it's too early to bury them. Um, and it would be too early to bury them after Sunday, um, too. So, um, you know, but I would be really worried if they go out there and just completely just you know, if they go over yeah. and they don't have the fight, they don't play well, they play sloppy, um, and so forth. Like you said, coming back to a manager problem, and that's something that, that yeah. needs to yeah. get fixed. So, so, you know, Gareth, listen to me. Gareth, um, Gareth, I'm talking to you, Gareth. I know you don't watch this show, but you should because it's good. Gareth, listen to me. Have some creativity. I don't know if you have kids, but talk to them. Talk to them about creativity and imagination. I know that you were brought up in the city football group school of, you know, Pep Guardiola and Johan Cruyff and, and, you know, Tiki Taka, whatever. And you want to do the same thing. You did the same thing with the U squad. Now you're doing the same thing now. Just play around a little bit, you know, put a little flair into it. You know, watch some YouTube videos of, uh, you know, Netherlands back in the 1970s. You know, that might give you some ideas quicken some things up move some people in different places have some imagination so just try that you know and go for the best you know and also listen to your players and use the word i okay that's my uh pep talk speech for uh for uh, gareth i don't know if he's listening but someone should probably go send it to him all right um you know i i I wish you the best of luck man i really do kate thank you so much for joining us um today i i enjoy uh, listening to you and talking with you as always well, thanks for having me again. So it's been All right. nice. All right. We'll see. Uh, we will uh, We will see you, Kath, uh, Kathy. No, your name is not Kathy. Kate. We will see you, Kate, next week. 
um, and so forth. And hopefully you'll be in a great mood because city will have done the business, gotten three points and, and, uh, and shock some people right out of the game. Like she won't have any impact. She won't have scored any goals. Beth Mead. Nope. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, you know, the thing is one of the stats that I had last year when we were talking, when I was talking about Vivian Medima was like, you know, if you can stop, because the thing, the key to knocking, knocking off Arsenal last year was don't let Minima have the ball. Exactly. Just don't let her, her have the ball. If you, because, if you frustrate her, like, yeah, just isolate yeah. her. Yeah, just you totally isolate her. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why, you know, Beth Mead is more is a big concern because if she's really rolling, then ugh, that could be a little bit dangerous. Um, but, um, but, yeah, every time that Arsenal struggled – Minima had maybe 20 touches, 25 touches. But when she gets up to 35 to 40 to 45 touches in a match, game over. Game over. You're you're just doomed because she's either going to facilitate goals being scored on you or she's going to do it herself. So, yeah. And she's she's just amazing to watch as long as you're not playing against her. Yeah, she is. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I, you know, I watch her in the Netherlands. Like, just love like great football to watch like one of my favorite players but yeah like mm-hmm. when you play against her you're like oh okay we have to we have to do something there like we have to we have to figure out a way of just cutting her off yeah. right and she you know and she's one of those players you 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 spend enough time frustrating her she will play herself out of a game she'll she'll disappear on you she'll, if you I think really it goes frustrate two ways her. With her i think it goes two ways with her depending on who she's playing that's true (laughs) either frustrates her and she's like out of the game or she gets angry and then it's just like everyone just like run for cover because she's gonna score like five goals right and (laughs) yeah so hopefully it's more of the frustration on sunday and just Um, not the i'm angry i'm gonna score five goals on you Right. And, uh, and, 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 yeah, I mean, and you can tell pretty early on how that's going to go too, because, because you'll have that look like, yeah, you don't want to mess with me right now. Um, I'm going to tear you up. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so it's all, it's all in the eye contact, everybody. Uh, so, all right. So, Kate, thank you so much. Uh, so that's wrapping up all. Full, and well, no, not all of our shows are done yet. We got Rob tomorrow. Rob Pratley from the CFCW Social will be on to talk about Chelsea and answer Q&A questions and so forth. And he'll remind me that Chelsea was never out of form. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so he put me he, he the great thing about Rob is he, he will he will put me in my place pretty easily. Um, so. So I love you, Rob. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow and so forth. So that is it for Monday. Uh, today's not Monday. Darn it. I'm getting all my days all mixed up. That's because it's dark outside. It's nighttime. But that's it for Tuesday. That is it for England is burning for today. Uh, we will be on, like I said, tomorrow with Rob uh, and talk about Chelsea. Uh, in the meantime, take care of yourself. Take care of everyone around you. We are out for today. Have a good night. Also, remember, smash a like, subscribe, share. Three words, like, share, subscribe. That's my mantra to all of you. Like, share, subscribe. Okay. I have a zero advertising budget. It's all gone. It's terrible. Bank account, negative 5,000. Terrible. So share everyone. Watch this thing grow. So take care, everybody, and have a great night. Take care of each other. And we are going to be out.